What's going on, everybody? 9.14 p.m. Monday, April 27th. Um, we still quarantining. We still trying to be safe. We still keeping it, um, keeping it indoors for the most part. We not moving nowhere. We not going nowhere. We just staying put. We staying put. Thank you everybody for tuning in. 9.15 p.m. Monday, April 27th. We getting closer to May. May is creeping up on us. It's coming this week. May 1st will be here as soon as you know it. That's on my brother's birthday. Um, we're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to talk about um, the NFL draft. We're mainly talking about the Giants and what the Giants did. The New York Giants. We're not going to get in depth. We're not going to go into the names of the people they drafted. We're going to go. We're mainly going to talk about the positions that they drafted, the positions that they went for, and what these guys were. Um, what did they accomplish during this draft? If they accomplished anything, for that matter, you know, a lot of people gave them a B on a grade scale of A to F. People graded them with a B. That's pretty good. It's not bad at all. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to dedicate a portion of the show to boxers, boxing. Hopefully a bunch of guys can come in and we can have a discussion. Women also have a discussion about boxing. You know, and the your favorite boxers because there were so many of them there's so many of boxers out there you got the list i mean heavyweight me i'm personally i'm a heavyweight boxing fan so we're going to talk about stuff like that you know we're going to get into the boxing little boxing talk i think i mentioned it on one podcast we um you know we were watching the uh dj premiere versus the rizza few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, probably not even that long ago. So we watching that online. DJ Premier versus the Rizzo. We watching that. And we're gonna um discuss if this goes down. Shout out to everybody on the West Coast that's tuned in. If this goes down, we're gonna talk about Puffy and Dr. Dre. Shout out to everybody from Brooklyn. And we also gotta touch on the the new unreleased Biggie Smalls track. From Static Selector. Produced by Static Selector. So we're gonna discuss that. And we're gonna act we're gonna talk about we're gonna mention again, we're gonna talk about this coronavirus. Then we're gonna end it with the coronavirus. Uh, do people still care about it? You know, so we got a list of things we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the coronavirus. Do people still care? Are people still out there like even like thinking about it? Is social distancing, like, fading away? Is the scare tactic wearing down to the point where people, like, fuck it? You know, I'm out here. If it happens, it happens. What's the attitude and the mindset moving forward for people? Because um, we've been going through this for a minute now, for about a month. We've been doing this for a month now. So we're gonna we're gonna end this we're gonna end this podcast asking people, 
do you still do you still care? Does it matter? Does it matter to you? And this virus is out there. Because if it doesn't matter, then that's your opinion. If it does matter, that's still your opinion. We're entitled to our own opinion. That's the beauty of things. Everybody has their views. So let's get right into it. We're going to talk about the NFL draft. The Cincinnati Bengals drafted the young boy from LSU. This kid is a stud. He's a beast. But like he said, he said, I never had a losing season my entire football career. And he said he'd been playing football since he was five years old. He said he'd been winning ever since he was five. The young boy said he'd been winning ever since he was five. He's never lost. He never got to the NFL yet. Because the NFL, everybody's a loser. That's what makes the NFL so great. Nobody's just a winner in the NFL. Yeah, we got people that won in the NFL. We got winners in the NFL. We got multiple winners in the NFL. But all of those guys tasted defeat. They all took an L before. They all lost. Tom Brady lost. Peyton Manning lost. Eli Manning lost. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Brees, I should say. Lost. What's the other guy? Aaron Rodgers. Lost. It's a bunch of players that are champions, but in order to be good, you got to go through the fire. You got to lose. So I don't think the young boy knew what he was talking about when he said that because um, he didn't want to play for the Bengals. He's, I guess he's trying to say that he's going to come into the league and reshape the Bengals. You, you might not be able to do that because they had a professional quarterback and a star wide receiver that couldn't do that. So I doubt if you're going to come into this league full of men and dominate the way you think you are. It's different. See, this is not college. You're not playing against your peers. You're not playing against a 17-year-old kid. You're not playing against another 18-year-old. You're playing against all men. These guys are well-tuned. Their body is built for this. Their body's different than yours. See, the thing about him is he's going to have to work a thousand times harder this off season. We got this situation going on. He's still going to have to work. You still got to exercise. You can't, football players cannot take days off. So please believe it. You hear about this coronavirus stuff and you think these NFL players are like taking days. No, they're practicing. They out there. They are outside right now. They catching balls. They got the machine in their backyard that shoot the balls, the wide receivers. They got the machine that shoot the balls at them real fast, and they catching. The defensive people, the offensive linemen, they got the little, little thing that you rush into to test your speed. These guys have to work out. It's in their contract 
to be at a certain weight. They have to exercise. So this young boy coming into the league, he's gonna have to work out. You got you're gonna say you want it, you you the best. You better have you better when you put on that helmet, when you go like this and put that helmet on. Oh, it's repping time. It's time. You know, you got to throw, you know, because I heard so many young quarterbacks come into that NFL league. Like, what about Johnny Football? Johnny Menzel. Couldn't even do it in the NFL. Talking hella crap. Talking his ass off. You know, Johnny Football came into the league. One of the best football players, college football players, quarterbacks that we've seen. He was acing them. Johnny Menzel. Giving it to these bulls. Throwing touchdown after touchdown. Got into that league. And it was different. It was different. It was different. It was all hands on deck. These guys were playing football for real. They were trying to attack him. No games. You know, so he figured it out. He understood. He said, man, it was just fucked up. There's nothing he could do about it. You know, he didn't even get a chance to adjust his game. They adjusted him and got him out of there. So, um, the young boy, he's going to have to, like, really, 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 really study the NFL game. You have to study film nonstop and try to get it right. You know what I mean? Shout out to him, though, for being the pick because um, LSU was on point. LSU had a bunch of guys get drafted. You know, it's going to be like that locker room is going to be totally turned over. So shout out to LSU, man. Shout out to him and LSU. Get the gap. You know, them young boys did they think. As far as the Giants go, because that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about the New York Giants. First pick. They drafted an offensive. Uh, they drafted a lineman. Second, second pick. They drafted a safety. Third pick. They drafted an offensive tackle. Fourth pick. They drafted a cornerback. Fifth pick. They took a guard. Sixth pick. They took a linebacker. Seventh pick. They took an edge rusher. Seventh. Eighth pick, they took another linebacker. Ninth pick, they took a cornerback. Tenth pick, they took a linebacker. So the Giants drafted three linebackers, two cornerbacks, a safety, an edge rusher, and a few guards. I think the Giants are, not to mention the year before, I don't even know all of the draft picks, but the year before, you know, they got Saquon. I mean, the year before, you got Daniel Jones. Then the year before that, you got Saquon Barkley. So I think the Giants should have drafted a wide receiver. I think one of those linebackers could have been a wide receiver. 
one of those linebackers. I mean, I'm saying you got three linebackers. You could have at least drafted one wide receiver. Because, you know, wide receivers, some good ones go deep in the draft. Some good players, period, go deep in the draft. You know, you got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You got a bunch of guys that go deep in the draft that are good. That are good. Phenomenal basketball, football players. Put in a lot of work. Super Bowls. Playoff appearances. In game, they just talented. So I think what the Giants did is they prepared for the future. And when by them preparing for the future, they mixed it up offense and defense. They 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 got what they needed with that first round pick. They took what they felt they needed. The best guy that was on the tape on the board. And then after that, they just fed on that. They did what they had to do. But I'm a Giants fan. It's hard to watch them. We've been losing a lot. But I think our future is bright. I think the Giants have a bright future. I think the New York Giants will be, in at least three years, they'll be back in They'll be back in tune with it. You know, I don't see them going nowhere this year. Because basically they're playing with a new rookie coach. And they got a bunch of players that are they're trying to basically find their identity out there. So I'm 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 gonna give it three years. After this year, the next year they should be ready for the playoffs. Then after the th- that that year, they should be built. They should be built like that. You should start seeing these rookies play their game because they're not gonna be losing forever. I want all the Giants fans to understand that. The Giants will not lose forever. They won't be a loser. This is New York City. Yeah, we had some bad times. We also had some good times. You know, we got four Super Bowls. We beat the Patriots twice. Yeah, 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 it's old. We beat Buffalo. We beat Denver. We lost to the Baltimore Ravens. But the Giants have four Super Bowls. Not a lot of franchises and not a lot of cities can sit back and say they have four Super Bowl titles. You know, I really wouldn't put too much energy into arguing about why they're losing. You know why they're losing. Because they don't have anybody. You know, they traded Odell Beckham. They traded Landon Collins. You know, they got rid of some they got rid of some 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 good players. So now what they gotta do is they gotta rebuild. They have to rebuild. And what they're doing now is they're rebuilding through the draft. You see, they're they're losing. All these years they're losing, they're gonna be winning. They're gonna be a winning franchise. They are about to be a winning franchise. I'm going to give it three more years. Three more seasons. We're going to have to sit through some tough times. We're going to have to sit through and we're going to have to be like, oh, fuck, boo, boo. You know, we're going to have to do that. But that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. 
I remember it was a time when the New England Patriots had nothing, no wins, terrible. Almost like the Cleveland Browns. Like they weren't that good. They built a team through drafts and free agency. And now look, six Super Bowls in. Bill Belichick is looking like a genius, even though Tom Brady's gone. Gronkowski is gone. People not even really focus on the aspect of Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. They're, when it when Tom Brady's gone, New England fans are not, I don't think they're as sick as people think they are. New, Tom Brady left. The mastermind behind New England is Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick put the pieces together. Tom Brady played in a Bill Belichick scheme. He played with Bill Belichick's scheme. So now Tom Brady is not as... Tom Brady is Tom Brady, right? But you put him in a system that's geared and designed to win. Tom Brady's just going to win. He's in a system that's built to win. So a lot of people might think Tom Brady's going to go to Tampa Bay. He got all the weapons. He got this. But upstairs got to have it together. Upstairs has to have it together. The management has to have it get together. It's like you can bring in all these players and still lose. You know, the scheme, the offense, the defense might not be popping. The offensive line might collapse. You never know. They're not running the same offense that New England ran. They're not running the same defense that New England ran. I mean, come on now. New England lost last year, right? But did you really think they were going to lose? Even though these guys were injured and they didn't have a lot of players, Brady didn't have no wide receivers, did you really think that they were going to lose? You know, people bet on these guys. They won, They wanted to win money, win, lose, or draw. They wanted to win. They wanted to take the... They, 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 had, they, they put their faith in the Patriots. Every year, you can't go wrong. So this year, the only thing that Bill Belichick is going to do this year is develop more players. Welcome to the family. He's going to bring these guys in, and these dudes are going to play football at a high level. I don't care what their record is going to be this year, but they're going to make the playoffs. The Patriots, the New England Patriots, will make the playoffs this year without Tom Brady. They didn't need Tom Brady. Now, if you take away Bill Belichick and leave Tom Brady, the Patriots won't make the playoffs. They won't make the playoffs. You know, they will not make the playoffs because... Bill Belichick built that, that 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 dynasty. He built that dynasty. 
He took them from here to here. You know, nobody is one point in time. New England wasn't even mentioned in football unless they were talked about amongst the losers in football. So now you got these guys with this coach and this rookie quarterback comes off the bench for Drew Bledsoe and scorches dudes. They were developing. Tom Brady was being developed. He didn't just come into the game like nice. He definitely wasn't a beast coming into the game. This is the NFL. He got developed on the bench. Drew Bledsoe went out. His opportunity came, and he snatched it. He knew how to run the offense. The system was a go, and Tom Brady took control of that team. He obviously had a good football IQ. His mental was there. And he rode the and he rode and he rode, rode drew that car and never looked back. He just went straight. But don't get me wrong, don't get me don't get it don't get it confused. That's Bill Belichick's whole plan. That's all him. Tom Brady get a little bit of credit, but Bill, but Bill, 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 Bill Belichick get all the credit. Excuse me for stuttering. I can't wait for football season. So we got some. We, I said we we're gonna talk boxes. I, I said my fate. I'm giving my favorite boxes. You know, and these are guys that I like to watch. Um, I never got a chance to see one of the guys. Excuse me. I, I, I'm a big Iron Mike Tyson fan. Muhammad Ali. I never watched him fight in like t- on TV or anything. For that matter. But I've seen highlights of Ali. Floyd Mayweather. I like watching Floyd fight. I like his attitude. I don't care what people say. Floyd this, Floyd that. Floyd's cocky. Um, I, I'm a I'm a Floyd Mayweather fan. Shout out to Money May. And I'm a Zab Judah fan. All the rest of the boxers, I know tons of boxers that people say, "Oh, why you leave him off?" But this is who I like. So Zab, I like Zab because he's from Brooklyn, and Zab came in the game like wilding until he met Floyd. Floyd put in Floyd put them hands on him, but I still fuck with Zab Judah because Zab from like I said Zab from Brooklyn and Zab put in work Zab represent for the culture. When he met Floyd, he just met his match. That's all. That's all boxing is. You meet your match sport. You find that guy, you see that guy, and he put them beats on you. You ask for a rematch, you either put them beats on him or he put them beats back on you. But still, I'm a Zab fan. Yeah, I fucks with Zab. I fucks with Zab. Iron Mike Tyson is the is by far my favorite boxer. Because he came in the way he I like his story. I just like I just like the story. He I like what he what he what he can represent. 
You know, Mike Tough. Mike Tough. Mike a beast. Not, uh, no, we ain't going to get into out of the ring stuff. We're going to talk about in the ring stuff. Mike Tyson was putting in a lot of work in that ring. And then he went in a lot of politics, get into it. You know, he got his promoters. You know, he got management. All that stuff plays a part. You know, he start coming through with the tat on his eye. And people start tripping on Mike. But Mike Tyson has been, been a beast since he came into the to the boxing world. You know, Mike been laying his hands on people for a long time. Shout out to Mike Tyson. Muhammad Ali, I just like him. I just like his 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 smooth swagger, his story. I like the way he, he handles himself in the ring. He takes a lot of blows, but I fucks with Muhammad Ali. And then he got that mouth he talk. He can get it. He can and he can back it up. You know? Muhammad Ali can back it up. Another person I said I, that's on my list is Floyd. Floyd Mayweather, it's just defense. Defense, defense, defense. People say he runs around, but Floyd just played deep. Floyd, Floyd know the game. He know how to box. He going to outbox you. You not going to hit Floyd hard because Floyd ain't going to let you hit him hard. Floyd going to move. He going to do this. He going to weave. He going he gonna to hit you like 10 times. And then keep it moving. He's going to daze you. He's going to do everything he has to do. He's a tactical boxer. You know, the thing I like about Floyd is he's, he's, so, he's, so, he's so smart. Whereas though he knows, the, he knows the sport of boxing, like the back of his hand. You know, a lot of people can sit here and say, oh, Floyd Mayweather this, Floyd just be running. Floyd dodging bullets. Floyd Mayweather knows how to box. It's plain and simple. Bottom line is nothing you can say about Floyd. People can say, oh, well, Floyd ain't take the fight versus such and such. He ain't want to. That's just it. He didn't want to. He don't have to. He picks his own fights because he can He's Money Mayweather. He earned that shit. So when you see a lot of dudes, they might talk about Floyd. They might say, yo, Floyd this, Floyd that. Floyd what? That young boy earned his stripes. He earned his stripes. He came up. There's really nothing nobody can say bad about Floyd. I mean, you can, that's your opinion, but you gotta your your opinion gotta be a valid opinion. It gotta be facts. You know what I'm saying? Cause this boy is 50 and up. He retired undefeated. He retired undefeated. No losses. 50 wins. It's very hard to win 50 times in boxing. It's hard to win 50 times in boxing and go out a champ. You know, a lot of motherfuckers take some take some knockdowns. Floyd ain't take no hit. Floyd ain't hit that mat. I'm talking about he ain't hit that mat to the point where the ref said, that's it. Fight's over. 
The Bulls 50-0, he's undefeated. He's undefeated. He's a super problem. He's not a joke. You know, so he's one of he's probably my favorite next to Mike. So Mike is up here. I fucks with Mike Tyson. Then I gotta put Floyd next. Then I gotta put Muhammad Ali third. Because I never watched Muhammad Ali. I'm going off highlights. I never sat and watched the Muhammad Ali fight. Everybody gonna say, yo, you can't put Mike Tyson above. Yes, I can. But I watched Mike Tyson. I watched him fight. I like Muhammad Ali because I like I like his I like his style. I like everything that he did. But on my list, he's three. And then I'm going to take Zab. Like I said, uh, like I said a few minutes ago, I like Zab Judah because he's from Brooklyn. And he started out lightning quick. And it's a, it's a couple of honor honorary mentions that I could put on my list. I could put, I could put Roy Jones. You know, I could put Evander Holyfield. I could put Lennox Lewis. I could put Bernard Hopkins. I could put a lot of them guys on there. Because these guys are all champions. They're all good. You know, boxing is not even really the same anymore. But I still like... I still like guys like... Uh, I used to like the guy Tarver, Antonio Tarver. Antonio Tarver, before he retired, he was a problem. See, he was a problem. Antonio Tarver was definitely a problem. But I'm always, I've always been a heavyweight fan. So I couldn't really get into the the lower class um, fighters until Mike Tyson retired, and I said, "Man, fuck it, I'm just gonna start watching some other some other weight classes." And I start seeing different type of weight classes and shit. But that's my list, you know. what I'm saying, if you got anybody on your list that you're and you're on the podcast, you listening to um anything, any platform. <clears throat> excuse me, any platform that you're listening to, leave a comment and let me know your your boxes, your list of boxes, whether it be one, two, three, four, or five. How many you got? Leave them there. I know somebody told me today, they said, somebody told me today, they said they're a big George Foreman fan. George Foreman had hands like, like the thing from Fantastic Four, a bunch of bricks on his hands, like, can you imagine getting hit by one of them shits? George Foreman? You fucking would die. You would fucking die if you got hit by him. Any boxer for that matter. Like I read somewhere somebody said... Somebody said they'll take a hundred grand to let Floyd Mayweather hit him in the, hit him in the rib once. Bow. There's no way you'd survive in that. That rib can. He gonna fuck your intestines all up. You know, you're not fucking with Floyd like that. You're not fucking with Floyd. So, yo, earlier this week, I've been, I've been looking at a lot of stuff online. A lot of people been DJing. A lot of people been going at it back and forth. They've been battling and stuff like that. So, um, like I said earlier, RZA versus DJ Premier 
was a couple of weeks ago, Primo and RZA, they got at it on Instagram Live. They did their thing. It was good. It was good to hear their music, basically. So now, something else is out there. People throwing around the idea of Puff Dad, Puffy and P. Diddy and Dr. Dre. You know, a lot of people said they don't produce their own music. They don't do this. They don't do that. Oh, fuck it. Let them just do it. Even if they ain't produce it, it's on their label. Let them do it. Let them get it in. Let Dr. Dre go at it with Puff. On some Puff and Dre shit. Let them go at it hit for hit. Hit for hit. Puff and Dre, hit for hit. It's going to be epic, man. I'm telling you, I said this before on one of my other podcasts a few weeks ago. I said Puff and Dre need to get it on for the culture. For the motherfucking culture. Can you imagine? Can you imagine P. Diddy dropping? You know, and then can you imagine Dr. Dre dropping, um, ain't nothing but a gangster bar, nothing but a gangster party, it ain't nothing but a gangster party. Can you imagine those two titans clashing on Instagram, on Instagram live for that matter? No, it'll be mesmerizing. It'll be off the chain. It'll be beautiful. Just listening to these two producers just go back and forth. Almost like a tennis match. It's damn near like Serena and Venus going at it. Boop, 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 boop. It's going to be like the rounds is going to keep on going. Keep on going. So we got to see something like that, dog. We got to see it. Puff, we got to see it. We really got to see it. We got to see it. Got to see it. We got to see it. Um, before we close out, shout out to everybody that came in on Instagram Live. I see y'all. I'm not looking over there, but if I see you say something, or if I see you wave, or you so, or you, or you ask me a question, I turn my eye and I see it out the eye, out the side of my eye, and I respond. But shout out to everybody on Instagram Live that popped in. A few people popped in, probably like three. You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody that showed up. But um we gonna end this we're gonna end this drone with um the coronavirus. Do you do people still care about it? You know, because I know I care. I care. I'm not sitting here gonna sit here and act like I don't care. I care. Stay in the house. If they tell you stay in the house, stay your ass in the house. That's it. That's the only thing I can say. I I said what I had to say. Stay in the house. That's it. But um, do people care? Because it seems to me like people are not caring anymore. They're starting to lose their their sense of um, hope in this quarantine thing. They're not like trying to flatten the curve. They said like like they want to go outside. They want to do this. They want to do that. They got shit to do. Um, I think I think is I think a lot of people are being real selfish. But this is this is their views, right? 
This is their point of view. This is their opinion. This is how they feel. You know. So the other day, I'm looking online, and I'm going to give you two scenarios. I see a bunch of kids, I guess they in Chicago. They had a house party. It's like, it's jam-packed in this joint. There's so many people in this house party, young people, older people. It's probably a bunch of guys in there too, trying to get some, trying to get some tail from the youngins. You know what I'm saying? So, while I'm watching this thing, I see a couple of people still got masks on. Like, what the fuck you trying to hide? What you trying to stop people from getting? You there already? So. They were taking this thing like, fuck it. They basically said, we don't care about no social distancing. We don't care about that coronavirus thing. We're going to party. We're going to drink. We're going to smoke. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have, we're going to take pictures. We're going to do it for the gram. We're going to make some, we're going to make some noise tonight. I think that that was really dumb. Really dumb on their behalf. You know what I'm saying? For black people shouldn't be doing stuff like this. Like, we got to start leading by example. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been around for too long getting the shit into the stick. We're going to have to start leading by example. We're going to have to start taking respect. And we're going to have to start just um, holding ourselves accountable. You know, we got to hold our race accountable for things. You know, because I can't speak on the white people, but I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you another scenario. So the people were in the park. And white people not innocent in this shit either. So it's a bunch of white people in the park. And the police officer comes in the park. He says, yo, you guys got to break this up. Y'all got to leave. We can't be having people in the playground doing his job. Cop just doing his job. He wasn't an asshole. He didn't even want to be an asshole. But the people were telling him, were giving him a hard time. They telling him, why do we have to leave? What are we leaving for? Our kids need this. They need to play in the park. They need some air. But the police officer is trying to be nice. He's like, yo, look, we got to break this up. I can't let y'all do this. You know, the parks should be closed. So what's this this is what I'm saying. Do people care anymore? Are people caring anymore? Are people like starting to say fuck it? Because they had children outside. Little kids. So it's like, what's going on? Like, are people like forgetting that something is airborne out there? There's a virus out there that's killing people and making people sick. And you got a bunch of people that's running around here partying with masks on. And then you got a bunch of people that's out here in parks with masks on. You know, like, what's going on? Like, what part of the game is that? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to sit here and say white people got to be held accountable. No, no. Listen, black people got to start holding each other accountable for this shit. We got to really get online and say, and give these motherfuckers tough love. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think, like, I think it's just our duty to do it. Get it? You see people on these lives? Like, yo, yo, you stupid. You dumbing out. What the fuck you doing? Go in the house. Get out of the street. 
I think that really has to happen. I think that has to happen. That really needs to happen. Maybe if it happens, then people wouldn't be so fast to do stupid stuff anymore because now they got people holding them accountable for things. Now they got people telling them like, what's wrong is wrong. What's right is right. Flatten that curve. We don't know how this shit is playing out. We just, only thing we know is that they telling us to stay in the crib and this, that, and the third. So if they telling you to stay in the house, stay in the house. That's it. Let's see how this shit plays out. If it's some bullshit, then it's some bullshit. We'll figure it out how we gonna handle that shit after that, after that. But people really dying, and that's not bullshit. That's real. People are out there dying because of this virus. And then you got, so when you see people in a club or in a park packed and running and riding bikes and skating and doing all this crazy shit, it's like, damn. It's like, damn, like, come on. Stop already. Stop doing this shit. You know, motherfuckers want to go back to work. People want to do things. People want to like, people want to um, be able to shop like regular and not have to be all bundled up with a face mask on and, and gloves and shit. People want to be comfortable. They want to be normal again. And if you guys are still outside, like the le- like we're going to have to wait to be regular people again and y'all outside playing and taking advantage of this shit you know you're using this time as a time of leisure when this is a state of emergency right here we gotta be like we gotta be on point like you don't know what's going on We, we seem like we at war right now it seems like we're at war And a lot of people don't even know it. Because when you're at war, they say, you man, get in the house. Hide. Get low. These people shooting out here. Get low. We really need to under have an understanding about what's going on. And stop listening to all this shit that you hear on the internet. All these people think they know everything and they starting to talk this and they saying that and they trying to fuck your brain up with shit. Even the people that think they mean well. Even the people that think they know everything. They read all these fucking books and they sitting down and they talking and they thinking they can study shit. Like, motherfucker, listen, dog. Just stay the fuck in the house. Man, fuck that shit. That shit, all that other extra shit is besides the point. You reading books and you educating yourself, just wash up, stay in the house, and that's it. Go out grocery shopping, come home, sit on your front porch, get a breath of fresh air, go back in the crib. This is how you do it. 
This is how you flatten the curve. They're telling you what to do. They're not saying go to parties in Atlanta. People in Atlanta should be ashamed of themselves. Because I see in Atlanta, they got the streets is full. It's like, dog, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? They opening up the fucking city. They don't mean go out there and wild out and party. They opening the city up gradually, but that don't mean you motherfuckers got to go out there dumbing the fuck out. They opening it up. They trying to see if, where, if, we, if they can have some type of progress. Because we can't keep these cities closed for too long. So they trying to see, like, what's what? Like, yo, we still in quarantine. Let's be careful. Let's let's just be careful. Let's step outside slowly but surely. These motherfuckers poured out in the street like it's a block party. Don't even care. And then get offended when somebody talks about them and it makes them like they stupid. Like, that's because y'all are. That's because y'all are. Dumb as shit. It don't make no goddamn sense. I'm going to highlight y'all tomorrow, man. It's New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast. Rest in peace, Fred God, Fred the Godson. I'm going to say that real quick. Rest in peace, Fred the Godson. Tomorrow we probably going to get into a little something about Fred. We're probably going to talk about Fred the Godson. We're going to dedicate it to his music. If we can play some of his bars, we're going to talk about Fred the Godson and um what he meant to hip-hop. Peace out, everybody. Y'all be safe.